0: The Boiled Sports Handsome Hour is sponsored by Martin Vintage and AJ's. Visit martinvintage.com for an excellent selection of Purdue t-shirts. Enter Boiled at checkout to get 20% off your entire order. And if you're hungry, head on over to AJ's on Vine Street in West Lafayette. Founded by a couple of Purdue alums, you'll love their new location, burgers, beer selection, and sit-down classy atmosphere. In fact, just wear your Martin Vintage shirt to AJ's and you're good.
1: But that's what he is. He's awful at everything. And he he was bad at managing, he was bad at coaching. He sucks, Isaiah Thomas sucks. And he's an IU guy, sucks. Every place you turn, he's a jackass.
0: Handsome Hour. We might as well just start here. It's uh, there are no rules anymore. We don't need to open the show with any consistency. We don't really need to have an agenda. We don't really need to have sports to talk about because, and that's good because we don't have any. Although, boiler Dad is with me. I'm Jay. He's I'm here. here and I'm here. so excited about NASCAR coming back in
1: a couple Dude, of weeks. Dude, can't wait! Can't wait! Live television, like you'll actually be watching. I will watch. I will watch. Should do a Handsome Hour. On I the will fall asleep. But I will watch.
0: For those of you who think he's just making fun of racing, he's only making fun of, of non open wheel racing.
1: Well, no, I, F1 is the same way for me. I, F1 uh, just is it's worse than NASCAR. At least NASCAR. I like the on air personalities in NASCAR. In uh, F1, oh, here they are coming around the hairpin. Isn't in a F1- single file, these cars are screaming. <laughs> 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 that
0: <not> <laughs> that's very good isn't f1 the one where you said once they fall the line that's it that's it there's no passing
1: because they're on or because they're driving
0: on roads the width of a sidewalk and that's it there's no <laughs>
1: well and they've tried to the best thing is when f1 says oh there's passing now no there's almost passing that's like the version of passing for f1 is a car getting close to another car Look, this is exciting. Two cars in frame. I mean, that's the thing. NASCAR, I man, they muscle up, you know. That's Two e- cars in frame. <laughs> They're on the they? same
0: lap, everyone. This is exciting.
1: So Sometimes some NASCAR events, I think, of like, or, F- or F1 events have like 17 cars in, and it's, you know, a two-mile circuit or more. Right, 17 cars? Of course there's nobody near each other. <laughs> I mean, of course. It's so dumb. I mean, it's a a shame because those machines are just beautiful. They're just beasts, man. They're so quick, so well-engineered. They're the best machines in the world, you know? They're a lot better than the the stupid stuff you and I like. They're they're, they're amazing, but it's not racing. And then
0: NASCAR will put, what, 35, 40 cars on, like, that little – what's that little track in uh, (laughs) uh, – The little one that Ryan – or that um, Rusty Wallace used to win all the time because for some reason – the short track racing,
1: yeah. where they yeah. never got over about
0: 85 miles an They're hour.
1: They're turning constantly. You know, it was good. Uh, Jimmy Johnson was good at that track, too, I think. But they used to, like, they'd be so they catch the other cars in no time. I know. It's <laughs> awesome. Just like like Yeah. I, I would think, and it's a dumb thing to say, I'm sure, but I would think you would get dizzy. They're turning all the time. Well, it's so banked, too, isn't yes. it? I think your wheels probably canted that way. I'm sure they engineered it that way.
0: I'm looking it up right now, because now it's bothering me. Martinsville. <laughs> I yeah. think that's the one I'm thinking of. Um, and and it, I mean, you know, it's, half thinking,
1: yeah. it's half a mile. It's half a mile. Point. And the funny thing is like, you can see straight across the track. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy that NASCAR still races there. So there's one in um, Milwaukee is very short. Uh, I believe. I think that was the shortest Indy car. I think that's a mile. I think that's right. So, but I, a half I don't a mile
0: there. though, a half a mile when you're,
1: in a nat- in a stock car, that <laughs> Bristol well, has also 40, very small. forty cars on the track. They're literally touching on all sides all the time because they're huge. <laughs> it's like a Ford Raptor pickup uh, this truck. This would be
0: the right time if I can dig it up the uh, the boiler down NASCAR rant. It would but be. It's, a good one, boat it's boat. one of my favorite pieces of audio uh, of all time. So I will try to find that because that was man. That is oh, crap. it makes and me was- laugh. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen. Boilered out on NASCAR. I was able to find the clip.
1: Enjoy It's my favorite thing about NASCAR if you really think how asinine the concept is right, they're literally throttling techno- technological development because of the concept of the entire sport right stock cars There's nothing stock about those freaking cars Those cars have so much horsepower. I think they're like what, 1,200 horsepower or something? And when you hear them, you know they're not stock, right? But they got to keep the idea like those are just, that's your Chevy Malibu or whichever one it is right now. And that's your Toyota Camry. It's so much like a Camry. It's just got a couple more horsepower, right? And so they still got freaking lug nuts on their wheels. Why the fuck? Do they have lug nuts? Put one central racing lug nut on there, and let the pit, the, let the uh, the guys in the crews actually get the cars out of there quickly. They have so much travel in their suspension, but you know those springs are expensive that they're putting down there, and they're rolling around like a freaking station wagon. But no, no, this is a stock car.
0: Whenever we're having I'm a pat- bad day, I laugh so hard when I listen to that. It's so great. You
1: but just you know, being you know ang- they're going to single lugs, by the way.
0: I know they you they were listening.
1: I'm telling you, they, were, they, they had me bugged. And that was ridiculous. That was the final draw. Most ridiculous thing NASCAR did. Everything is ridiculous in NASCAR. Everything. Let's give these cars a little more, just a little more roll. So they can just float around the track. That's what you need. A billion horsepower and a car that feels like you're on a cruise ship. This is fun. <laughs> in your, whoa, toilet, in your whoa. Toyota Camry. It's stuck. It's Yeah, it's the same. Because I and my brother had a Camry, and I can tell you exactly. When you fired
0: the... it up, it sounded just like that. Exactly.
1: It? His Camry had 17 horsepower. The ones on the NASCAR circuit, 990 horsepower. If you want your ears to bleed, too. Goodness gracious. Oh, and, they, <laughs> and they're tearing down a straight. And I was at, you know, a huge super speedway, and I thought I was going to die. They're so loud. I oh, like I, I like those sound of engines. By the way, I like all I of it. it.
0: Hard to tell.
1: Oh man, that's this is the NASCAR hour. <laughs> right. that's right. This is what oh, you're left with. May 17, guys, tune in. Fox Sports will have real live competition. No fans in the stands, but you'll get to watch it live. NASCAR will be coming to you, I think, from Darlington. So that'll be that'll be good. That's a, that's a big, it's a big first step. Uh, just. having something that is interesting on TV that is live that is somewhat competitive I mean good that'd be great it'll be great (laughs) it'll be great I love it I love I love the fact that NASCAR is doing it I love the fact that baseball's trying to do it you know I love the fact NBA says okay I guess we're gonna do a cloistered mini season from Disney World fine I think it's awesome innovation great I love it Mm -hmm. I love it. People, they're trying to find solutions. That's, that's excellent. So for today's
0: Handsome Hour, we're going to spend some time on the questions we didn't get to last week, those that are interesting, and also just some random stuff bouncing around Twitter. One thing I saw you mention today, man, I think you do need to answer for this in a public forum. Okay. Your five most listened to bands. Oh, yeah. I,
1: I stand by that. And I even gave my next, my, my uh, two that were just left out. So you said
0: 100. Boys to Men, Pearl yeah. Jam, Dr. Yeah. Dre, yeah. Garth Brooks, and DOS FX. Yeah,
1: dude. I had listened to that stuff all day long. The funny thing is, like, that was what I listened to all the time. So I drove my senior year in high school. I drove a 1982 Buick Skylark. Um, had no heat. Uh, the headliner had fallen on my head, so I had to rip it off, and then I spray-painted it blue, the headliner, mm-hmm. the foam. was um, one done. I, had, I had two house speakers in the trunk. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it was a butte. It was a butte. Uh, it had those, you know, the wheel covers that were like the um, the wire wheel covers. Of course, like the fancy, like Cadillac yeah. type? But yeah, I had I my mean... little what, probably 15 inch wheels on my Buick. I, I bet they were 15s. Yeah. Whew. Tires were probably what four and a half inches wide. <laughs> That's the thing, my kids. Like, uh, the, you know, you're talking about your beater car. You have no idea what we all drove. Oh come on just dog meat man <laughs> do but yeah it. so i would i would thump that all the all those selections you know my single disc changer i think for a while you i didn't had... have a disc changer and an 82 skylark said single disc changer so it was a single disc but i put that in before that i had a cassette player sure i had a cassette player and i had the i had my disc man with the cassette the
0: oh yeah, sure of course yeah, that was great. That's a great system. <laughs> the disc man always did really well when you're over bumps. Too. Oh
1: yeah. So, so good. You're just going to just listen to skips all day long. That
0: is another thing. People do not have any appreciation from like when discs CDs came out, <clears throat> CDs, you couldn't, you could just like, if you tapped, if you tapped it, it just skip. And it would try, yep. to try to find where it was. and mm-hmm. and yeah. So every bump, then they had those stands you could put in your car. that mm-hmm. would be sort of shock stand. Yeah. You know, It was supposed to make or- it so it didn't happen. It no. didn't really work. And then, yeah, you'd put one disc in. I drove back and forth to Indiana from New Jersey with, actually, the car that I drove back and forth with was just had a cassette player.
1: You had, to, you had a Taurus wagon or something, didn't you? Oh, that was me. I didn't have a Taurus wagon. That was Al. Yeah, you're right. That's right. That's right. Jerk. Uh, same route. So I figured, what was, your your car in college was what? Uh, in
0: college, I had a Volkswagen Fox. It was wow. a tiny shit box.
1: Those are horrible. Oh. They're one of so, the
0: worst cars ever made. They so think. that car, I'll, this is give you a little that car Huge was a car
1: though. What's that? Huge horsepower.
0: Oh. How many do you have in it?
1: 95?
0: No, I don't think I I think it had about 80. Goodness. And it was <laughs> no it was, insulation it, in the doors. Nope. It had to be one of the last cars that was mass produced and sold in the United States that was only available in a manual. You could yeah. not get an automatic, and it did not come with power steering yeah think about that kids and this was a 93 that car so that car was new when i was in high school what color was it black okay it wasn't terrible looking it was a black volkswagen they're a little boxy
1: it's a great car yeah it
0: was fine it had that volkswagen shape of the area
1: best friend uh had a had a fox yeah it it was which one is the rat the rabbit was the um the the The, the, hatchback back yeah 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 the precursor to the fox the fox was either two or a four-door right
0: correct That's correct. Mine was a two-door, but my first car in high school that crapped out and the reason I got the Fox was a
1: 1985
0: Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra. Yes, big one. That was a nice car, tan Cutlass Sierra, very much like the car in Fargo. Remember they talk about tan Sierra, the car that the two killers drive? They drive a tan Sierra. That's what I had in high school. That was my first car, an 85 Sierra.
1: How how Uh, long did you get on that car? The Sierra? Yeah.
0: A few months. And
1: my first car so i was telling i was i got 14 months on my first car and then it was done (laughs) yeah my parents bought it for six hundred dollars from a from a mechanic same story same story is it really the same same story didn't want to pay for it and so i got a six hundred dollar Skylark for my first car it was great until it was done yep cv joints half shafts all cracked up car stopped rolling we I guess that's Oops. the end. We'll that's just it, leave it. End. <laughs> my dad's like, no way we're putting that much money into that car. That's not happening. So I didn't have, a, I don't know if you remember, I didn't have a car in college at all. I always borrowed people's cars, or my brother had a car somehow. So when he got on campus, I was a senior, he was a freshman, I'd use his. My girlfriend had a car. I mean, I was surrounded with people with cars, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But I never had a car in college.
0: But when you were in the car, you were listening to... Let's just say that again. Boys to men, Pearl Jam, Dr. Dre, Garth Brooks, okay. DasFX.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And then when I got into college, you're like Outcast, loved Outcast. Um That's early was, days of Outcast. Snoop Doggy Dog. Uh excellent. Excellent. Uh Warren G. Uh Oasis. Uh oh, still man. Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks was turning out the CDs. Uh, yes. He, I think somebody kind of accused me of not that not being my list. I was like, ask around. That's <laughs> what I listened to, I know it's weird, it's rangy, <laughs> and then Tupac, of course, like that. The two disc set came out when we were in college, I think. Uh, yeah. All of me came out, um, and uh, Hal Ketchum Hal Ketchum is a country music singer. Loved him. Uh, I think he died or was really sick like a year ago. So unusual. Uh, and you would have listened to what were your groups
0: uh, in high school? Um, I list I loved Genesis. <laughs> Yeah, They were a huge fan. I, as you know, so I like Van Halen.
1: And So when a guy could sing in... <clears throat> I thought that was a ridiculously impressive. Was amazing.
0: Yes, oh. yes. Um, Phil was the drummer, yeah. So um, Genesis, Van Halen, Def Leppard. He's like
1: three feet tall, by the way.
0: <laughs> um, I listened to a lot of Depeche Mode back then. And one of the ones I thought of recently that I know I liked a lot...
1: You're making fun of me and Depeche Mode's on your list? <laughs>
0: cool. I got a worse one than that. Culture Beat. I liked in high school, I liked like, like, (laughs) like Euro, Euro dance. I like that stuff. Oh
1: man. Um, Mr. Vane. Oh man. Man, they're both, here's the thing. You can, we could be embarrassed by any of this stuff. I I wanted to be honest. They, They asked me to be honest. So I did. I thought it was fun. It's a fun exercise actually. Um, if you go a little bit deeper, um, Nice and smooth, maybe. Uh, the rappers, they're Northeastern, they're New Yorkers. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I loved East Coast rap until, until West Coast just exploded. You know, yeah. Dre and Snoop and, uh, Warren G and, uh, Nate Dogg. Man, I like gosh, man, that. That like was. It.
0: I am very loyal to Eastman.
1: I get it. I get it. If you're from the area where the I mean, that was the thing. When I lived out in Jersey before my senior year, I was like, I just it was a hot ninety seven is the is yeah. the big yeah. Out there. Still going I strong. just loved I just <clears throat> loved listening to Hot 97 because I was like every other day they had a big name rapper coming in. <clears throat> they did. Studio. They're I mean, still easy. pretty
0: they're still pretty connected like that. They're pretty yeah. good. Awesome. Um
1: all right. Well, I mean, yeah, your list I guess it's not too bad. Not too bad. Not that bad. I mean, I I would think that's it's not awful. Like my brother, it's funny. Uh, he, he liked um, kind of cutting edge college alternative. He listened to this group called material issue. And I made yeah. fun of him all the time for listening to material issue. Cause I was like, this is crap. This is such bad music. Like it was so like the funny thing, a lot of uh, alternative, you know, was like these people just did drugs and wrote the song. And it doesn't make any sense. Material Issue was like, there's no lyrics in these songs. It's like the same five words over and over and over. Uh, Renee Remains the Same, I think, was one of the songs. <clears throat> and I think they, that's all they said in that song.
0: There was a song that this this <laughs> came on, I don't know what the hell it came on. Like, I must have, oh, I had a, <clears throat> I had the radio on in our house, and it was like a, you know, it was FM radio, which I rarely ever have on, but I just put it on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I remember this song came on, and I'm pretty sure you sent me the video of it, because it's one of those great, ridiculous, it's the song Electric Blue by Ice House. Have we talked Gosh. about this before? I think, I think we have. I think yeah. it's, when you have a moment, you'll just need to give it a, a look. It's, yeah. it's you'll remember. It's bad. Yeah, it's boring. really bad. Yeah, But you're yeah. looking now, aren't
1: you? No, I'm not looking now. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to resist. Because uh, if I do that, you know, I won't be able to hear or say anything. Once I get my mind on something else, I can't do the other thing. So. <laughs> um, we, we could also talk about that. You want to talk about before we get to the questions, the top four cars that we would pick? Yeah, so... Um... I mean, ours are leagues apart. I think both of us, we both love cars. It, it, yeah. People... Who don't know us very We both love cars. Um, yeah. and I think we both are always thinking about we both have owned a lot of cars and we both are always thinking about what might be the next car. Some more than others. Oh, come on. You can't say that. You you are you're, you're the more recent. You've got the problem more than me right now. Nah. I've had a car a uh, year and a month right now. What's that? I've had my car for a year and a month. Yeah, I've had playing a lot longer. I was looking at the car right before I got on the air here. You were what? looking at a car I found out so my game right now is I've got it down I think to about three to five different cars that I'll get next but I'm two years away I made a deal with my wife that I would wait until our son is getting his license and then
0: I just saw your tweet of the picture of the team they've been sitting in Ross aid like this for a month (laughs) I
1: I don't know if anybody thought that was funny as I did I thought that was hilarious just my thought that made me laugh I got it I got it I'm there with you they're ready to go <laughs> with the same post smile. Are we done yet? Can we play? Can we do spring ball? Is there anything? No. Just stay right here. Okay. All right. We'll just do this. <laughs> uh, yeah. There, uh, I'll tell you what. There's uh it's weird. A lot of the sports feeds on Instagram that I watch, they're, they're like, remember that time when somebody went off and I'm like, man, I'm getting sick of this stuff. <laughs> Like, I, I don't mean to be, I mean, like, you're like, yeah, yeah, I remember that time. I remember then that happened. And they're getting super granular with weird details, comparing people, one person's dunk to another person's dunk or something like that. I know. Oh, let's compete. Let's do something. Uh, I watched a baseball video today on Twitter <laughs> that soaked me up. You watched a what video? Baseball. It was a. It talked about all movie, uh, baseball movies, and these mm-hmm. amazing scenes and lines. And it was just a, about a seven minute montage. And I was really choked up. Like, I couldn't, I was like, oh, you're stupid. Stop it. <laughs> Number one, you've seen all these movies. Number one, you know how they end. Right. Right. I'm ready for something good to happen. You anticipate. Yeah.
0: You're very soft. You're yeah. very soft heart now. We talked about that on the basketball beat the other day that you haven't listened to because you're resisting it because it's NBA. You'd love it though, I promise. Unlike the NBA, you would love it. Wow. But we talked about how we we break up. We we I don't I don't know if it's being a parent or what it is, but now just like a sappy commercial now, and you're like,
1: that's uh-huh. so sweet,
0: uh-huh. it's so
1: bad. It's... There's so many things that bring me to tears, and I'm fighting them. I mean, not tears <laughs> like some people that blog about Purdue. Not those type of tears. Not those ugly tears, you know. <laughs> different type of tears
0: oh oh um so what were your i'm having trouble finding the tweet what is your um what were your so the question on twitter for those who didn't see it uh spencer uh uh, every day should be saturday who's been furloughed as of tomorrow which is a shame for him um he's he's pretty talented writer he's very very funny on twitter and he um gets good conversations going and the one he had yesterday was you know four garage spots and you can travel through time, can be any make, any era. What are your four vehicles? And mm-hmm. for for someone like me or you, I think narrowly. I, I, I literally, it could have been thirty.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. right. And I could pick a theme, right? And I could find a car from that theme. If you say, Okay, all yes. Japanese, cars, all cars from the eighties, all pickup trucks, all you know, I could I could do it yep. and I'd be happy. I'm trying to think of a type of car that I don't like. And I'm like, no, not really, because I would find something good about that type of car. You know, I like some of the big boat cars of the 70s and 80s. Oh, yeah. I like, I mean, those there's some real awesome stuff in there. I love coupes. That's the thing I was surprised is I came to all coupes in yes. my list.
0: Well, I, I looked at it like, what are the cars I'm constantly going out on auto trader
1: when I'm bored and I'm like, oh, let's see what's get out there? Those cars that you're talking about on your list. That was the thing that was kind of surprised me. Like, right now, you could get. I th- I remember you had the Typhoon on there, mm-hmm. which is a little tougher to get. But you can still get a Typhoon.
0: No, you can find them. Yeah.
1: The SS. You have had. um The uh El Camino. <laughs> El Camino what type of Super Sport? That. that El Camino El SS. El Camino
0: Super Sport eighty seven. You can yeah.
1: find those too. Obviously, you yes, should, you yes. be I've been really. looking what at them. The what was the fourth?
0: Um, the
1: fourth. What the hell was the? Is another muscular American car though.
0: Yes, the SS. The typhoon, how you got
1: the Ford Raptor in there. I thought about that. I'm not a that's, huge Ford person. I love that truck though, man. Now, I've never even driven one, but it's one of those cars that I literally could never ever get close to using what it's capable of. So then I'm like, why would I want that? And that's yeah, how you I've
0: still, got you put the Mercedes Benz AMG C63.
1: Well, all my cars on that list, except for the Stingray, really would be useless. Like you'd never get to the top end of those cars, any of them. Right, so you get that C63. So I have a love affair with Mercedes-Benz coupes generally, like the um, mm-hmm. SL600 and SL500. There's about a seven-year period. I just love those cars. I think they're simple and beautiful, great lines. Um, but the C63, ugh, it's
0: awesome. So, it, so it, it I almost it. put the E63 on my list. Yeah, so that's... I, I love that e, that era, like the the 2010 to 2015 E-Class. Mm-hmm. The C63, the AMG, or E63 AMG, that car does everything. Yeah. And the other car I thought about, but I didn't put it on because someone else in that thread had done it, and I thought it looks a little too copycat, and you will totally agree, yeah. is the Cadillac V-Wagon. Oh, oh you don't need Like, another like car. I've
1: looked at one of those, buying one of those in the last two months. Like You don't need another car. That's it. It's fast. It hauls stuff. hauls ass, hauls stuff, and hauls ass. What more could you ask for? Yeah, I, There's the marketing I've, been, right I've been trying to angle towards getting a CTS-V of some sort for a while. I looked at getting the um, <clears throat> hoop with the weird chunky rear end um, in the CTS family. Um, I don't know what that's called. And, of course, that wagon, though. Gosh, that car is such a gem. And I, I rented a um, uh, CTS 3.6 liter all-wheel drive when I went out to California with my family a year ago. It was two years ago. Um, but it was awesome. That car, yes. it was super impressive. The only thing that was bad is the interface on its stereo had these touch areas around the screen, and it would activate things that you shouldn't be activated that easily because my wife mm-hmm. a couple times activated the auto park function while I was in driving. I was like, is this going to just like throw me off <laughs> just the like, highway? Exactly. A spot? I was like nearest ah! hitting stuff, just trying to make it stop. Um, but it's got that stupid piano black all the way around the dashboard and the console, so it's fingerprints horribly. I don't right. like that. It's, oh, it, I mean, GM car interiors have had their problems forever. And I know. I know. Sorry. <laughs> you.
0: So my uh, last one, and it was a very Chevy-heavy uh, list, mm-hmm. but my last one I'd forgotten – and I just threw this on there because I, I tried to think of cars I've lusted after. Okay. Yeah. What cars do I have I just always wanted to have? And one was the 1990 Corvette ZR1, the first yeah. year they made ZR1. Yeah.
1: Now, see, that car is probably like – so probably the 80 – was 84 the first ZR1?
0: No, 90 is the first ZR1. What, That's why the,
1: I like – What was the – there was a <clears throat> Corvette in the, the 80. mid-80s, 85, to 87, 84, to 87, right in there.
0: Well, 84 is when they went to the new style the the they changed the body style so dramatically
1: darn it what was that thing so z01 was the first one was 90 90 yeah that's a, that's a great car That's a great i car.
0: love that car and i wanted and it, I it so badly
1: as a kid Corvettes, but i can't bring myself to do it because every time like i'm looking at it it's an older corvette like i looked at one of the um, really rolly shark like 1978 yes yeah. I, you know how short i am most people out there if they've listened long enough know that i'm five four Seeing over that hood at five four there's no <laughs> adjustment to the seat you can't do enough to get high and i right. was like this is ridiculous i should never even think about this and it was a four speed mm-hmm. uh, it was very slow Those and cars it was rad. very so unstable like you could kick the tail end out without doing i was like how does it have this combination of you can kick <laughs> no power out, no power i i Just the weight distribution was so bad, but the car was just beautiful. Um, And it completely, you talk about impracticality. That is like one of the least practical cars. It's not good at anything.
0: Nope. Nope.
1: Nope. Except to look at. Yeah. It's good to have sit in your driveway and take pictures of your house. (laughs) You look like a cool dude at that point. So yours were Stingray. I had that on my list. That car is an awesome car. The 63 Stingray.
0: That's amazing car. Well, my father, I think you know this, has a sixty-five Corvette convertible sitting in his garage collecting dust. Did mm-hmm. you not know that? Not know yeah. that. What color? Red. Oh. Side pipes.
1: White leather interior or black?
0: Black. Not leather. It's that pleather ripped shit. Up. Hmm?
1: Ripped up the interior.
0: What about the it? seats? Is it ripped up? Are oh, the seats yeah, of ripped course. up? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean not not destroyed, but split everywhere. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> that car. He hasn't taken and it's just a true two seater, right? Oh yeah. yeah, it's a convertible, <laughs> so there's n- there's no trunk, there's yeah. no. You look at it and you're like, how did you go anywhere? Like you put a little duffel, I guess, right behind the seat or something. Yeah, is that it, it's yeah, but that 63 Stinger is a good call. You also had the the AMG 63, the Aston Martin Vanquish Zagato, which is a
1: Man, See, like, see, there, there's so see Aston Martin. I had to put one on there just because I think they're the best looking cars ever made in that period. Like they've gotten a little a bit away from how beautiful they were. But those cars are just incredibly good looking. And and, and, you,
0: and you like the 2005 Ford GT. That's an interesting
1: pull too. Well, that car, see, that's another one. To me, that's, it's like they took what they had wrong on the first, the mother Ford, you know, and then mm-hmm. they put that thing and it actually was a drivable car. Still ridiculously powerful. Um, and it's beautiful. It's so low slung, so long. Um, yeah, it's a great car. I mean the new the new G, uh, GT what is that called? There's a different number behind it. Um, it's it's amazing. It's got those air inlets uh, right by the hips uh, the hips of the car. Just beautiful car. So that's the thing. I mean for me, there's just like sculpture happening in cars too. Like and I was like if I'm gonna pick any car ever, I'm gonna go with something that's cars that are pretty out there. Like it'd be hard to get. I mean I could get I could put a. a, a Bel Air on there, a Chevy Bel Air, just because they're so <laughs> iconic and beautiful. Well, you know? I guess I could put the... Impala, like a '64 Impala. Oh, Goodness, oh, yes. I could put, I could put a newer Impala. I could, there's a lot of things I could put on there. Uh, I mean, seven... they, how about this? A weird Mercury Marauder. Oh,
0: good car, fun car, beast, beast car. Beast. A, a yeah. I've always wanted. I'll tell you what, I've always wanted to is a '70s era boat convertible. Oh yeah. I want I want like a
1: like Boss like, Hogs uh, cap. <laughs> no, I don't want a cap. Was that a four or two door convertible? His, probably two. a two
0: door. That was a two door. It was a big. Get, it's an on
1: the front because you lived in Texas. It'd be fine.
0: <laughs> no, I mean like a, I mean like an Impala or a. In fact, Chevy made a Caprice Classic convertible, and I know this because if I had, if I was in the place I am now financially, I yeah. would own this car. So 15 years ago, maybe I drove by a 1975 uh i believe it was a caprice classic convertible which they didn't make a lot of um for a lot of years Mm -hmm. and it was like banana yellow it was ridiculous yeah it was ridiculous but it was but it was pristine pristine massive 70s chevy convertible and the guy was he was like i think he wanted like 15 grand and the guy at the garage was like He's getting an offer of like 7500 So if you can beat that by like tomorrow, I'm sure he'd take it. What? And yeah. Yeah. This is a long time ago, man. This is. Still have that car.
1: You wouldn't be able to park it in any garage because it's no. gonna...
0: It'd be in <laughs> so, story. Long. so long. But I want, uh, I want, I want something like that. I, I'm such a car guy. I need to have a uh, something. Something that I've always.
1: Uh, I think so. So, my version of that right now is the Miata. I know it's way different than your version of the weekend car, but something just to jump into and just drive around and, you know, push it around corners and stuff. I think it'd be super fun. And I found one tonight. It's got 48,000 miles. It's a 2009. It's got caramel leather interior, brown top, and candy apple red. I'm like, whoa, $11,000. I'm like, there we go. There we go. That's a good weekend car. It's like you don't even.
0: I think that's the perfect thing to do. Just, just like you know, when with the financial uncertainty, oh, yeah. the best yeah. idea is to buy a car.
1: Get another, yeah, get another car. It's a great idea. Really, really level-headed. <laughs> yeah, looking at it shows how stupid I am.
0: <laughs> All right, so we have surely scared off anyone who chose to listen to this podcast exactly. by now. So. Yeah. <clears throat> We have some questions from last week. If you've stuck up with us this long, then good for you, because you must be that's hoping true. desperately that we'll read your question. Mm-hmm. Um, we had asked, uh, if anybody had any burning questions, what I said was, any burning questions, a challenge, something you want to know about Boiler Dad's beauty regimen? And I forgot I said that, because there were a handful of
1: specific questions about your beauty regimen, which I was what like, What the heck? There's no beauty regimen. It's the easiest <sighs> way out of, the, out of, from bed. I mean, I literally, that's part of the reason, I, I don't like to shave, so I have a beard. And I don't like to style my hair and I've got no hair on the top. So I shave it every week, once, once a week with, with clippers.
0: Okay. Well, that was one of the questions. Chris Harder asked,
1: what do you use to keep that head shining and hair free? Well, it's really not. If you, if you see it, you know, I mean, it's hardly ever shining. Like right now I've got, I've got, I always have about quarter inch of hair on the top, something like that. And, and it's the thing right now is I got these damn bumps, you know, the, from using clippers all the time on the back of my neck. But, um. Yeah, clippers. I have a very good pair of clippers. I have Actually, two. I don't know why I say pair. Set. I've got two wall clippers. One's like the beard trimmer that everybody has. You can get them at Target, but I got the stainless steel ones that are pretty good. And they do the transition stuff. So if I let my beard grow out, which Jay said last week, some very hurtful things about me growing out my beard. Uh, But yeah, uh, so I have to blend that. And I used to cut hair in college, so I know how to fade. And so... Um, I'll use that for quick stuff. And then on the top of the head, I've got a pair a set of wall five-star pros. They're amazing clippers. So there you go. That's it. That's <laughs> a good
0: answer. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Patrick Pence asks, and I'm assuming, I'm not sure what he's saying. And I think he means between the two of us. He says, who was the best co-rec player? I'm assuming he's talking about Wally Ball. Maybe not. Maybe he's asking. <laughs> Who is the best correct player? We're a very different player.
1: Very different. It's hard to compare. Uh, like both of us are very streaky. <laughs> very streaky. <laughs> I think I could score. It depends on the matchup. Uh, I could you, score easier than you because I could drive on most people I've guarded. Sure. If you were hitting your jumper, you were pretty good.
0: Yeah, that was a long time ago.
1: Right. I don't hit right. my jumper anymore. No, exactly. Oh, dude, I can't. <laughs> i don't know i would say neither of us were very good players i'll be i'll be real um and i'm trying to think we played with a bunch of bad players too that was the good thing it was competitive exactly it was, it was, I, i've
0: told my wife that story i'm like you know you look back at the access we had the co itself is kind of amazing right you go over you swipe your id at least this is how it worked 25 years ago whatever you want <laughs> and you went in you could play. There was tons of basketball courts. There was a full gym. That weight room was actually pretty impressive. It was like a full YMCA weight room
1: down. There. Great. Great. They had
0: all those racquetball courts.
1: They had swimming had... pools. You could go down the basement, shoot 22 rifles, which What? Yeah, I did it once a week. You never invited me. It was my little secret, I guess. Because you could do you safe. could do archery. Or shoot a twenty-two rifle. You had the choice. What? So you go, yeah, real thing, real thing. I, I And they no stopped it. They stopped it probably my junior year because I did it all the time. You'd go down and you would, you didn't have to pay for it. They would give you the twenty-two shells. It was really hard to load on a piece of wood with holes drilled in it. And they'd, they'd give you like probably 20 shells. There you so go, have fun. How <laughs> ridiculous is that? But the, the rule was,
0: <laughs> the rule range. was you
1: had to shoot prone. You were shooting from your stomach.
0: Ah, like a okay.
1: sniper. So, so what problem? No, what could happen? Because <laughs> you couldn't stand up and walk around with the.
0: No, gun. clearly not. The rule is lay down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so they had they had hay bales down at the end. I'm not joking. This is in the co-rec in the basement. And <laughs> if anybody else remembers it, sound off in the comments.
0: <laughs> can you imagine? They're probably like, "Well, shit. Well, what can we put down here? I-, I got an idea. How about we hay bales and we shoot guns at
1: them? Oh, and shit. so, so archery. I. So what I learned. In college, because I was like, I'd shot twenty twos, and I was like, you know what? I'll try the archery.
0: The Archery uh, facing
1: the twenty twos. was like we'll make it game. Uh, what I learned is I can't shoot bow and arrow. It's tough. It's very hard. I just kept smacking it against my forearm. Yes, it hurts. Oh, it hurts like hell. And so, I'm like <laughs> yeah. after doing that two or three times, I'm like, I'm never doing. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going back, back to the rifle. Exactly. <laughs> make sure I my gun back. And it was a it was a single shot. So there was not like a, you know, you couldn't load multiple shells in there. It, was very, it wasn't very, a clip. Yeah, I got you. Know, you. <laughs> it was a bolt action, single shot. And it was very small shell. So. It wasn't
0: like a, wasn't like a gun from like a Bond game or something. No. <laughs> Just pull it back on the hammer and yeah. away we go. <laughs> oh, good job, buddy.
1: Oh, good job. You really lit up the paper target. But, but the Co-Reg, oh, not even great.
0: knowing that, I look back and I'm like, man, what a, what a resource we had. And we would go over there Nobody every just, Saturday.
1: I, I went to the pool every now and again. The pool was still pretty good in there. You know, it was nice. Oh, well, if I was ever in the pool, really? Yeah, I never did it. I've that's got a stupid. lot of things in my head because I, I swam when I was young. I was on swim teams, and every now and again, I was like, you know, that's a really good way to exercise. So I'd just go over yeah. there and then I'd be like, this is horrible. <laughs> and now as an adult, I do the same thing. You know, it's just it's like, just, oh, it's like most exercise. Oh, it's awful. In your head, you're like, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm gonna go so do I that
1: easily through the water. Get in great shape. I'll look like Michael Phelps in two weeks. Instead, I get in there and I'm flailing around like someone drowning. <laughs> He's like, hey, are you okay? You need help? I'm dying, oh, sir. You're in man. three feet of water. <laughs> ah, still can't touch the bottom. See, short joke. That's okay. Yeah, oh, I love. The
0: I love. The so, boat. so I don't know who. Yes, yeah, so I don't know who the best. But, we, we, but you're right. Everyone we played
1: with was pretty similar to us. Mm-hmm. I don't think st- that's the thing. If you think about, I can. I'm not going to call anybody out. But they, everybody had their strengths in their game, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, we, we, I mean, it was fun. We, we, yeah, I love the court. But I don't know. I don't think either of us. I think it But right home. About it. <laughs>
0: um, let's see. What other questions do we have here that are good here? Um, we got a question. I can't remember if we talked about this last week. So we're just going to go with it. our friend Lafayette Laser. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, provided they play at all and have fans at all, I know we talked about whether there'd be a season, and I know we talked about how many games there might be. He asked, what's the over-under a number of people allowed in Ross A? We may have actually touched on this. I, I <clears throat> There's talk now about a lot of places, like they're talking about schools, you know, sending back, you know, you know certain, you'll, you'll be in some days and not other days, and then other kids will be in just to not have so many people in one spot. Um, I don't think you can do that with sports, with fans. I don't think you can say, well, we're going to only, you know, to hold 60,000, we're going to put – Fifteen thousand in. You can't do that because there's no way to actually stay apart in the concourses.
1: No, and I mean, I'm gonna be. I'll be honest. Like my people, I'm gonna sit and watch the game at least close enough I like, can talk to them. You sure, know, like I'm going to. Well, right.
0: It. That's the other thing. So would anyone. So yeah. would anyone. Yeah. Like you're not gonna go to the game and sit a second. We got a block
1: park. of eight tickets together right, right now, and man, they're it's fun to watch with those people. But like I, I'm seriously blue. If we if we gosh. Jesus, Jesus. Dang nab. I just get heartbroken when I think about it. I yeah. you said it last week. It, I don't even I don't even want to think about it. No. People ask me what my thoughts are. I don't want I, no thoughts. No thoughts. I want to play full football season. I wanna have sweltering yeah. heat. I wanna have the, the cold wet cold. games. I want the whole thing. I want it. Let's go. Let's go. I know. I know. I it's it making back.
0: you realize how much you will go. You'll go to those crappy games and sit in the cold in the wind. Yep. I hate cold right rain, now. I
1: hate cold rain, and
0: I'd do it right now. <laughs> of course. So I don't think we answered Florida boiler. Eric Norris he asked, "What's your over under on the boilers' win total the next time they play?" That's a good question. Let's assume a full season. Let's mm-hmm. assume a twelve game season. I think we've talked about this probably on this podcast. That maybe maybe not, but but we've talked about this year being. Not like a make or break. Not that he has anything necessary
1: he has to prove. But like, Would you put it seven or six?
0: What I think is going to happen. Over, over under. Oh, the over under. I would put the over under at seven and a half.
1: Yeah, I so, think it makes it really hard. Making it hard, makes, right? It, makes it difficult.
0: So. It's very difficult because I think they're going to be on the seven, eight cusp. I think I do too. it's hard to not see them winning seven or eight let's put it that way and that that's that's the kind of year where right if everything goes sideways like last year sure they win five or six yeah. if things go right like two years ago they win nine maybe ten like, i've got this
1: weird thought by the way uh, this is a sidebar but it's related that jeff Brom seems like a guy that likes getting settled into things and being comfortable and having his family there and everybody getting in a mm-hmm. groove this weird season to me has almost cemented him as part of the Purdue family even more. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just all in my mind. I've changed my perspective because nobody's tried to snipe him in the last few months, but that it just feels to me like he's a Purdue guy now. Mm -hmm. Longer he
0: stays, the more he's going to feel that way.
1: Right. Right. And I think that's nothing positive. Um, The fact that Purdue fans are being assholes about it. Sorry. If you, if you were actually talking about him, you want him not to be the coach or, Daryl Hazel is a better. Whether he's the or... right guy, what, who, or, did somebody? Yeah, somebody said, they said somebody Hazel did.
0: Or... Actually, no, somebody said Hazel. Somebody. Said I don't Hazel know. If they the coach. they could they couldn't have been serious. Like, yeah. Okay.
1: That had to be a, that's a it. That's had to be. It had to be lampooning, right? It had to be just trolling. Uh, but he said something that sounded super pointed, like he was like almost angry that Jeff Brown was the coach and he was too expensive. And
0: people are looking at it that way, right? People always atta- attach the salary and say. Well, we're paying yeah. you that much. You should win 10 games a year. Like, that's not how it works. It's no. never how it works. Like,
1: I, I would love for Purdue to get out of the um, a perpetual transition period we've been in. Right.
0: Yeah, but Purdue was in such a bad, I mean, they've been in bad shape before. The end of the Daryl Hazel time, they were some of the The darkest. We've thought the cupboard was bare before. It was never as bare as when he left.
1: The thing that I say say to people, and we we talked about this last week on the handsome hours, when you say Purdue had fewer NFL draft picks in a five-year period than any other team in the Big Ten, that tells you everything about how, how empty the program was. Yes. I mean, that's a big deal because that was a program that was really producing NFL talent consistently even into the hope era. Oh, absolutely. So that that's that's very sad. They so you complete it they like that and run do. it out nothing.
0: nothing to 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 draw no
1: hope. I mean, we felt that way. Those those yeah. games,
0: there was no chance. They, yeah. they when were... you
1: have people like us that say, "Yeah, I'm not even going to watch."
0: <laughs> I mean, you you've really burnt
1: some bridges, right? That's
0: so anyway, getting back to your point, you're ridiculous if you have a problem with Coach Brom being here, right? Yeah. Like that was what you were starting to get into is, is is no matter what happens, it's still only year four. And I expect I again leaving aside what could happen, right? Let's assume a season yeah. with David Bell and Rondell Moore and George Karloftis and some quarterback. I'm not worried. You know, it's funny. I'm I'm weirdly not nope. worried about the quarterback situation because there's plenty of experience there and I trust the offensive the line looks
1: like it's going to be respectable yes. now. I mean there's 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 some uh, the only linebacker is still the huge huge question mark. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to be the best defense we've seen. I don't think, but I don't but but love, you have
1: those love the defensive backfield though. Love defensive the pass backfield. Fresh. Those are the, That's great. That, I mean, that's the thing. They'll have a real pass rush. I mean, we that's saw true. at the end of the year, we saw at the end of the year last year. Those guys started hitting their stride and uh, and the I don't care guys if Purdue
0: wins games forty to thirty. Let's, <laughs> let's do I it. Just put, put it in the left
1: hand column, right? I don't care <laughs> if they went three to zero. Just keep just win, right? I'm but serious. I don't think
0: scoring points is going to be a problem. No, I, and so that. I I'm not that <laughs> at all. Uh, Man, I think so. I think to answer the question, the original question should be at seven and a half. I think it's fair to be excited that that you know the pieces are there right now for that year you've been hoping for. And you know, you talk about Brom feeling more and more like a Purdue coach. I feel like, and I'm sure you will agree with this, the night of the Tyler Trent Ohio State experience. That sort of just—it's hard to describe what kind of night that was. His face, Mm Brom, and the enjoyment and the connection to Tyler, and the way that he, I, I think that's, when you win a game like that, Rossi, as we've talked about, is not always a big advantage, right? right? But we've also talked about, there are those weird little moments, right? Night games, big opponents, you can feel the kind of the build as things start to happen, and then everybody on the field afterwards, looking at Brahms' face, and him genuinely enjoying that, seeing this is what it could be here. This is what, you know, this sort of level of excitement Excitement, is what, you know, like
1: you've said it before. It really isn't about winning and losing. It's about being excited and entertained every week. I know that sounds like a, a program that is yeah
0: like a loser loser mentality, but it's not, it's not really
1: not To, to compete with every team every night. Right. And I would say the next step to me, the next step, the program takes. And I, I talked about this last year, Get rid of the the crappy game, right yes that's that's a big step forward, yes, you beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and now you've taken a big step forward as a program because brahm, for some reason, has not been able to do that yet, so mm-hmm. get rid of that, and then the next step after you do that is then you beat a big time team on the road
0: mm-hmm. right
1: those are the two those are the two next program steps that I'd like to see if you do those two, you get to that eight win mark that I think they're going to get to
0: like like beating. Nebraska at Nebraska? Or are they done a big time enough? No, oh,
1: I would call that a big one just because it's at Nebraska. I mean, I know they've I know they've beaten them before at Nebraska, but I would say um, they're much bigger fish to fry than that. Wisconsin,
0: uh, you can beat Wisconsin, you'll have made everyone a believer. <laughs>
1: the, the, let's be real honest. I mean, Wisconsin beating Wisconsin at Wisconsin, beating uh, team, I know they don't play them, but beating Michigan at Michigan, th- those type of games are trajectory changers they are culture changers they yes. are because we are so used to watching our spe- our favorite teams lose road games in those places right right so right. um by the way i just a little uh preview uh, i have it in my hands already uh we've got a guest post coming it's in depth if you guys like reading a long post you're going to get one uh one of the boiler sun is going to uh he's weighing in on some possibilities for cheese. Cheese um, options? No, no, he's, he's not going to write a post about cheese, which I don't understand, because that seems like a pretty good thing to write about these days. <laughs> uh, um, by the way, I, I'm still uh, awaiting Anisha's I, cheese.
0: Yeah, I don't know what happened there. It sounded like he was ready to do it, and he even like said that tomorrow a or something.
1: chamber like in the bullet or a... Uh, uh, <laughs> clip in uh, the... Clip in clip the... In the shaft, in the I, don't shaft. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. So... Let's see here. What? Let's get a couple more here. Will we ever get indistinguishable text? Or Senator Fuzz says, "Will we ever get another Carson Edwards?" It's
1: an interesting question. No, probably not. Right? Like a player of the year type, most exciting player in America, who is a uh, shooting slash point guard,
0: Mm. who can put a team on his shoulders and pretty much take them to a final four. I think. I think.
1: I think if you get another one of those, I think Matt Painter gets his final four championship. Right. Right. Especially now that he's had one, right. He kind of knows, let that guy have space. And I think it took him a while to give that guy space, but he did. He altered his coaching style for him. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, number one, I don't see any of those guys (laughs) on the roster. Now I don't see any of the recruits looking like that guy, but I do see a very complete team and a team chocked full of very, very good talent in the next two, three seasons. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that's happening right now, and we're hearing, um, Ah, uh, Cal Perry and other really ethical coaches weigh in right now. The G league is changing things right now. As mm-hmm. we speak, these guys having the ability to go straight and get uh, get a pro contract right away. it is changing college basketball, and it's fantastic for programs like Purdue. I don't see this having a negative effect on Purdue at all. And um, uh, I think this is this is a really good thing for developmental programs. it's it's a it levels the playing field. And I why the hell? Make a guy pretend like he wants to be a student if he really doesn't want to be a student. I agree. I mean, if you have the ability to make money playing sports, give the guy a chance to go. And NBA can, I said, you know, if Cal Perry is serious about that education thing, which he's not, um, but if you say, you know, if, if the league really want to do it, say, hey, we'll put a $50,000 education trust in there. Every player gets it. it, comes to the G League, and you have uh, three or five years to catch to cash it, and if you don't use it for education, you have the ability to take a certain amount of it, you know, as a bonus, right, you know, just a right. couple of years later. I think there's danger in this, by the way. I mean, but this is what everybody wants. The danger, of course, is once you go play pro ball, obviously you can't go play college ball, right. and so the chance to be a big man on campus is gone for some of these guys. Right, it, there are a lot of guys that that have benefited greatly from going to college and they never thought they would go and never thought they wanted that piece of paper, but they went because of basketball and they ended up playing two, three years, maybe four years, got their diploma, learned a lot about themselves and became different type of guys, even though they, you know, didn't become the, the basketball players that they thought they're going to be. So there's a danger there, but I think all in all, this is a fantastic rule. I think it's the best possible thing for you college don't hear basketball. Many
0: guys who go play college basketball for a while say man i wish i hadn't done that (laughs) right you don't hear that very often and you know for all the people who think well you should salary pay the players in college you know fine you want to have a dialogue about that and you want to argue about it okay you can do that we can do that but they cease to be amateurs number one and number two like it's you shouldn't change college basketball necessarily just because the nba has decided you can't come to the nba until you're certain age right. that was nonsense okay and to your point yeah. they should be allowed to do what they're doing now is yeah. make money immediately if that's what they want to do right yeah. that's a decision we all have the right to do At eight, you can go do whatever you want at 18 you can take a job so there's
1: no yeah. reason those
0: guys should not be able to yeah don't, so, take, don't I mean, take
1: freedoms away from people. I mean, I, that's the thing. I, I, I understand, actually, the, the pro football rule a lot more because of protection of these guys. You know, so, I, I um, do, I, I think,
0: it does seem to make more sense. because. But I also don't think you have that many guys. It's exceedingly rare that a guy coming out of high school could play in the NFL. Exceedingly rare, right? It's not right. unusual that a guy coming out of high school, it's still rare, but it's not unheard of. That a guy could play basketball in the NBA, and he wouldn't get hurt. Let's put it that
1: way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There are very few guys that are that are men. Even Carlos, nineteen years. Yeah, he's, he's going right? to be so much different looking by the time he leaves. But I'm saying, if he went to the pros like last year, he, no, no way. He'd be a little kitten he, out there, right? I mean, he and looked. He struggled physically against the really, really strong linemen that he played. You know, so it's good learning curve and good chance to say, okay, I need to go back. And, and it's and
0: tough. Start. And it's tough because. College football has a lot of chance of injury. It's yep. it's very difficult. But I mean we've this is a longer conversation. I don't understand why there can't be a whole cottage industry of like insurance policies. If yeah. you're a prospect, why why not sell policies to these guys?
1: Say Well, they do they do have policies, but they do have some, but but who does it though? Does everyone right. do it? No, not everyone. It's pretty rare, actually. But that's but what I'm saying. Get them. Why not? Guys get them, but... but
0: why not prop that up and say I, have a, I think I have a really good NFL potential future, so I'd like to insure that. And then I think that's play. a way that to
1: me that's a way, and and I don't know what the rule on who pays for that, but is it illegal for a school to pay for that insurance I'm policy? Sure, it
0: probably is, but I'm I know where you're going. I'd be right. totally fine if the school and I say, look, I would you too. come here, we'll buy you a five million dollar insurance policy, so that yep. at the very least. You're not going to be worried about income for a long time, like, right? Like maybe not a fifty million dollar policy, but no, but a one to free- five
1: million dollar policy, something like that. I think that's that seems pretty fair and pretty level headed. And the the uh, the funny thing about the NCA right now, they said, you know, you've been reading all the articles about the uh, NCA being in favor of players getting paid for their likeness and uh, being able to uh, get individual. Uh, contracts and things like that yeah. the funny thing is i keep reading this is the ncaa keeps saying we're in favor of this i'm like well you're the stupid organization that you makes can... the rules that you can't enforce so why the hell not lift these dumb rules and make it possible it seems very easy to me i don't know if they think they need to go through some you know make sure all the athletic directors and presidents of the universities are okay with it. who gives a crap right just say this is the rule now i mean We've been, we've been waiting around in this water for, what, two, three, four years now.
0: I hate to be this person who says this, is, you know, the cynic about this, but I yes. do think there's truth to the idea that the NCAA will not do anything like that unless they're positive that they're not losing money. Like, if there's Absolutely. a chance that money's and coming they, out of their pockets, yes. then eh. yes. and, and,
1: nope. and the only reason they're doing it right now is they see a potential storm ahead. I mean, more than a potential storm. There's an unavoidable you oh, know, yeah. calamity coming right and they've already had lawsuits they've had to deal with the only reason they're doing it now is to is to preserve themselves so i do not like the ncaa as an audience
0: (laughs) nobody does that's the funny thing no matter what side of the whole athlete being paid aisle you're on everybody agrees the ncaa does a crappy ass job They, they they just so many things they don't do well and they're just disingenuous that's the other thing right right like like, Everything. don't go on TV and talk about how. Like, don't don't give false answers. Don't don't make stuff up. Don't don't just do the party line. Be be at least give a truthful answer. That's right. the thing I think everybody can't stand is yeah. it's all bullshit. Yeah. So we're gonna have one more question. I think we got a combo here. Brad Ebon um, asks a question very similar to what our friend Pew Fall Cities. Uh, he asked best or interesting story from college that you're willing to share. And the um, question from. Uh, and I just, Brad uh, said, how about the craziest thing that happened to you or that you saw on campus at Purdue? Maybe a night of debauchery. I don't know what you're talking about. Something on a snowy Slater Hill breakfast club, whatever. If you want to extend it to a story you heard secondhand, that's great, too. Um, you know, when I, <clears throat> the story I always think about, um, and I guess it's not that exciting. We weren't the wildest people in college. But I always think back to the the night, and we've talked about this on our pod before, too. My last year, you were off campus, it was 99, my fifth year, in fact, mm-hmm. and i was I was two months from graduating, and the women won the national title in basketball. Right. <laughs> and I was on
1: the I heard south- that night it was ridiculous.
0: I was on the south end of campus, off yeah. be- behind I was on Sheet street, so and I could hear I'm, I swear I'm not making this up out my open window, I could hear a din like a, like a and I, I was like, "What the hell is that?" And after a while, I mean, it was a long time and I'm like not here because it's not near where i I can't see anything so i got my car and drove over towards where it was coming from which was in front of the quad okay i was on sheets so south of campus right and i didn't park too close because they were standing on cars everywhere right Mm -hmm. caving in roofs of cars just everybody was standing (laughs) on them and the fire now it's a different era right if twitter and instagram existed then we'd have a lot of great footage of this yeah the 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 mayhem in the middle of the street in front of the quad, I can't describe to you. It looked like one of those movies where it was just like a riot. And there was right. a pile of debris in the middle of the street. Right. And people were taking couches out of apartment buildings and throwing yeah. them into it. They right. brought a soda machine. A bunch of dudes brought a soda machine and threw that into it. Like oh, a no big goodness. Pepsi
1: machine. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was a pile of crap. Did they and, light it on fire?
0: Yes, it was burning. Yes.
1: It was burning. They lit a soda machine on fire. They had a fire going, and they threw the machine on top of it. Now, I'm not trying to be funny at all here, but when but soda cans heat up, yeah, I would think they'd become. I'm sure they did.
0: I didn't get that close. I was at like maybe the as maybe down at the uh, the what would that be the west corner down there yeah. is about where yeah. I watched from.
1: Yeah,
0: and I remember getting out of there because I was like, "This is not going to end well." And sure enough, the police did tear gas <sighs> right to clear people really? out of there. Yes, they 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 put a few canisters down to get people to disperse. And then it drifted into the quad and they were all pissed off. People had their windows open, had it going in their windows. Yeah. People were pretty mad about that. But I, as, as we've discussed, if that's what happened, and that's mostly people just being morons. I doubt many of those people were actually women's basketball fans, but if people behave that way after the women winning the national title, (laughs) <laughs> I can't even get my head around oh, what campus would have been like last year if yeah. they hold on for a couple more seconds. They go to a final four. It's like that. Don't you think?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it would have yeah. been like that just going to a final Absolutely. And it probably would have lasted longer. Like it would have been. Enough time
0: for us to drive part. from Louisville
1: back to, the, to campus, maybe? <laughs> maybe. It'd be fun. It'd be fun to be around it.
0: Gosh. <clears throat> so that, that was That's a good of one of the one. ridiculous things I've ever seen.
1: Uh, the most ridiculous thing I think I ever saw on campus and this uh, happened my first week on campus I've told you this story before and if I've told it on the show I apologize but I think it's hilarious and stupid and ridiculous but I got on campus early because I worked in the dorm down in food service Um, so I'd been there for like a week or ten days before classes start and the Saturday night before classes started um uh, people were settled in, right? Parents are out of the place. So a lot of people are going out drinking. A lot of kids had not handled themselves on their own uh ever. And so this is an example of this.
0: Uh-huh. So
1: I, <laughs> I somebody knocks on my door Sunday morning. Sunday morning, I'm awake because I didn't I didn't drink until I was 21. So I was usually up pretty early in the mornings on the weekend and they knocks on the door. <laughs> a guy says, did you do this to me? And he's like trying to be tough. And he points to his friend and his friend has a silver face. He has a silver face. And the reason he has a silver face is he is passed out on the sto- on the, the steps of Kerry quad Southeast and someone spray painted his face. He was so <laughs> out of it. They <laughs> silver spray painted his face. And I said to the guy, I said, if I did it, do you think I'd tell you? <laughs> Why did he wait a
0: minute? Why did he come to you? I guess. Did he knock on every door?
1: I guess he was going down the hallway. I said, You're not gonna find who did this. I don't know if you're a freshman. I was a freshman, and I was like, There's no way in hell anyone's gonna answer you. And the guy who did it is laughing in his room with his door closed. But I, I thought it was hilarious. I, I mean I, at first I thought again, I'm a bit of I was a bit of a worrier. I was like, This is really dangerous. You know, he could have inhaled pain fumes, but yeah, he was so passed out that he didn't remember. He didn't wake up for someone spray painting his face silver. It was hilarious looking. Like he looked like Silver Surfer. It was a chrome paint <laughs> right on his face.
0: Wait a minute. So the guy who said, Did you do this? It was the guy who was silver?
1: No, it was his friend. It was his, his friend, friend saying... found him passed out still on the, I guess in the morning. And he said, Well, I'm gonna go fend, you know, I'm gonna go find find who did this. I'm gonna defend my buddy. You jackass. Both so stupid. Uh, My guess is the friend didn't defile himself that badly. He got back to his room from wherever they came from, right? And his buddy never made it back there. (laughs) Couldn't figure out how to use a door. Yeah,
0: well, there's one possibility there that the friend acting all defensive for him was the one who did
1: it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't rule that out. (laughs) So If you know this story, because it really happened, this is fall of 1993 it's a long time ago a uh, long time ago august of 1993 not even full fall but uh yeah it, it was real and it was ridiculous and i never saw anything that crazy again i That's mean stupid yeah i was you know we were on things bad things happened on campus i think we saw yeah. a handful of bad things during college but if we're going to keep it on the happy side yeah that was that was that crazy. Was
0: well <laughs> we've uh we've we've churned through uh, oh, good. A good hour of nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, none of this is valuable at all. Uh-uh. I think it's our usual standard. Um, big thanks to our, uh, sponsors who get credit at the opening of the podcast, our friends, uh, at Martin vintage, uh, and at AJ's again, support your local restaurants. If you're in West Lafayette, <clears throat> order from AJ's, eat AJ's.com. Um, and Martin vintage, great shirts, great
1: shirts, 20% off. If you enter boil to checkout.
0: Yep. Yep. Worth it. Can't it's go worth wrong.
1: It. Uh, great companies, great people. Uh and then uh yeah, we uh we would we would highly suggest you uh checking out plantersandfire.com too.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: I said it right that time, didn't I? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, plantersandfire.com, they're they're good. They're not an official, they're not an official sponsor, but uh man, their stuff's good. Gosh, gosh. I never know if I'm supposed to use people's real name, you know, uh, but he's, a, he told us a story, you know, he's, uh, yeah. he said to furlough some, some employees of his. And if you, if you've seen Jay and I's grill greats on the Twitter feed, you know, these things are just flat out awesome. So if you've been I, waiting I, to pull the trigger, just do it already. Just go buy one, you know, put uh, some
0: money into the economy. Come on. It's one thing you man, can do. It's time to couch. stop
1: being selfish. Just <laughs> do it. And buying
0: things like food. I mean, yeah.
1: Stop being you know. selfish and thinking about your family. Buy a Purdue custom, high quality. He'll he'll grill.
0: make you whatever you want. And I have on its way to me a griddle for half of my grill, and I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. So, well,
1: been been fun, Jay. And uh, I apologize to everyone for our rambling.
0: Never apologize. Never say never.
1: Apologize. Exactly. Exactly. Right.
0: Uh, love you guys. This has been the Boyle's worst answer matter.
1: Love you guys. Good night.